by now you know that the politically correct mob is the bane of my existence. But at the same token, sometimes I just love those fuckers. You have to admit, as horrific and as annoying as they are, you can't say that they don't keep things interesting. You never really know where they're going to go with things. We're going to be talking about a few things when it comes to this in this order. Number one, Army Hammer being a cannibal. Don't even be mad at it. Number two is Demi Lovato trying to exploit our lives for her musical career. And number three is Kamala Harris going straight up savage on Vogue magazine. Number one, Army Hammer, who I have met. You know what's funny about Army Hammer is that I interviewed his estranged wife, Elizabeth Chambers, and she was literally dancing in a field of daisies talking about their romance and how they like keep it going long distance, et cetera, et cetera. And then cut to like three weeks later, they announce that they're getting divorced. I'm like, did I just take a scene out of Shutter's Island and make that dialogue up in our mind? Or did that happen? Again, you never like the woke, you know, these celebrities, you never really know where they're going to go, but they are playing games with your little heads and we're just along for the ride. It seems. Okay. So army hammer, he is an actor. If you haven't heard of him, you know, 35 year old, 34 year old, give or take good looking guy from Santa Monica. So you'll know him from this. He was, he played the twins in the social network. His big thing was call me by your name with Timothy Chalamet. And I actually have a carpet interview. I was at the Palm Springs film festival interviewing Timothy. This is before he blew up. And I was interviewing him on my selfie stick for my site. Talk to me about his underwear. Yes, his underwear. I was asking people, celebrities, if they folded. This is Pulitzer worthy. I know. I was going to get the Pulitzer for this, but they honestly like they didn't want to make everyone else feel bad. But nonetheless, I was interviewing celebrities about whether or not they folded their underwear in their underwear drawers just because I thought it would be funny and entertaining. Anyhow, I was talking to Timothy about this and no spoilers. So if you want to see what he said, go the fuck to my YouTube, do a little digging into Hannibal Lecter's basement, which is where we're going with all this. And anyhow, I was interviewing Timothy and armies like in the background and he photo bomb, you know, video bombs it, whatever, and like steals Timothy from me. And then it's a whole thing. Anyway, if you want your little slice of army hammer, there you go. Twitter was, <laughs> wait, Twitter still exists. Just FYI. <laughs> speaking of Twitter. Okay. Sorry. I mean, speaking of Twitter. So some late reading, you know, I got it from the nonfiction section. It is a hit. So Twitter starts blowing up because these alleged screenshots from DMs, this exchange between Army Hammer and this woman go viral. And there's speculation, like, is it real? Is it not? Is it Photoshopped? Is it not? Just before hopping on here, I saw, I think on like just Jared or Perez Hilton, the woman did, who's a writer or something, she did confirm that they're real. Nonetheless, whether they are or not. It's this like kinky sex exchange where he like kind of has this fetish for blood and human parts. I think he literally says, I want to drink your blood. Something about like an animal's heart and how he ate it or something after he killed it. This is nervous laughter. Okay. Read the screenshots. But basically all you need to know is he literally says I'm hundred percent a cannibal with a period. 
whether again, whether they're real or not, I definitely think he has some history of like kinkiness because I saw screen grabs as well of his liked and he's liked all of these tweets about BDSM and like people being tied up and I saw it and stuff. So like he's got probably some shit going on, which like more power to him. Okay. Here is where the woke culture is like chasing a tail like a dog going in circles with itself. It's so fucking confused. It doesn't even know. People naturally are responding to this being like, oh my God, that's so weird. That's so disgusting. Nah, 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 nah. Like all these gifts being like, what the fuck? My head is spinning. Like basically shaming the fuck out of it. Okay. Where was this energy when 50 shades of gray came out and the woke shamed it for not being like BDSM forward enough? I'm so lost. I am lost in Mr. Gray's sex chamber. Literally, where? Do you guys remember when that movie came out? Think Pieces, coming out of my laptop, all about how it was like so insulting to the BDSM community because it was so vanilla and it didn't do it justice, like the kinks and like how nitty gritty it is. And it was like super tame and lame. And like, it's basically an insult to the BDSM community. Cut to now, this poor man is trying to get his drink on, a little blood, a little drop, a little Hannibal Lecter action, and this guy is shamed from head to toe. Give this guy a break. You guys were all about it a couple of years ago, shaming the fuck out of Fifty Shades of Grey, and now you can't even have this man's back? Pick a lane, pick a lane. Wait, just wait. It is like Christmas morning all over again. I know we just had it or maybe we didn't because this is all inception anyway, but just wait until I get to my Kamala Harris Vogue situation because the woke is like fucking Goldilocks. Not here, not here, just right. They don't even know. They are literally Goldilocks. Can you guys like, can you not, can you just like let people live their lives whether they want to have a blood smoothie or not? Leave them alone, okay? You know, going off of Army Hammer for a little bit, because in a lot of the articles about Army today, I saw this come up and it made me think. It made my little brain, my big brain turn. Army has been super vocal this year about his mental health struggles and COVID. And do you guys remember in my last episode, I was like, can celebrities not right now? Can they? Can they not? Because they're just, they're tweeting this like from their Hamptons view of seaweed, salted waters. And I am here in an Elizabeth Chambers of my own despair. But it made me think about how while I tease them and I'm like, you know, you're not on your le- our level as much as you wish you were struggling like us. I know I tease them, but I know that celebrities and like elites aren't immune to like their own struggles, right? Their own relative struggles and mental health struggles. I know that. I just wanted to like throw that in there as a little footnote because army and a lot of these articles they talk about how this year or this past year the lockdowns and from covid he says he like really let himself just like implode and he had to seek professional help and he just was really not in a good space so i caught myself i caught myself like unlike the woke at least i can admit when there is nuance to something do you know what i mean there is 50 shades of gray i'm sorry the puns are just too it's too easy today So I can at least admit that maybe the woke should take a page out of that book where you can at least admit you were not necessarily wrong, but like there are layers to an issue. You psychos. Okay. Number two, Demi Lovato. Oh, Dem. Demi, Dem, Dem. 
Oh, this little lady. I also have to say, I remember exactly where I was when they thought Demi Lovato was going to die. Like, I remember exactly where I was with, when Michael Jackson died, you know? And I'm not even like a huge Demi Lovato stan, but like at all. I've actually met her a few times and I've talked about this before. She's another one. Like, I talked about Chris Prine, who's like literally on a planet of broken dreams. Like, I don't even know like where she is when you talk to her. I'm like, is anyone home? Is anyone in there? Like what's happening behind the scenes? And by the scenes, I mean eyes. Like, are you there, sis? Nonetheless though, always treated me kindly, was a nice gal, nice enough gal. Just like, you know, it's like the elevator was going, going, going. And then suddenly when it almost got to the top, it got shut down. It got shut down by Jack Dorsey. <laughs> so anyhow, okay, Demi, you gotta like, playing with the woke is like playing chess. I don't know how to play chess or wizard's chess, if you will. Yeah, my fucking ringtone is Harry Potter for those who know me. So I always have it on the brain at all times. This goes into the thing of this episode. Like you never really know where they're gonna go. That didn't mean to rhyme, but I kind of like how it flowed. Oh my God, I keep going. Okay, someone stop her. She has had, as has ARMY, which I forgot to mention, both of these figures have had their their little disputes with hate on Twitter in the past. So like why, I guess this like shouldn't come to a surprise with either of them. Demi has had her trials and tribulations with Twitter in the past, yet she can't win. She can't seem to win. Like, you know, I am the number one advocate. I will never impede on your speech. I don't care who you are, if I agree with you or not. But these are the things that make you be like, why do celebrities say and do the things they do? Like what part? This is just like the elevator lack of electricity again. Like why? I don't know if you guys saw this, but Demi basically tweeted that she wants to make music inspired by what happened at the Capitol last week. No, I know. (laughs) Just let that sink in. This is where I have to say. Not that I think anyone should be on top of anyone's head for their, what they say. You know how I feel about this. I had a whole episode about it, the last one in 2020. I have to agree with the woke mob on this because they were like, girl, are you about to exploit the worst day in national history in a while for to live in our memories forever in a song? What is that song even going to say? Like, what is that song? It's like Kesha. No, maybe not Kesha. She's had it rough. Let's think of someone else. Let's think of someone. Aubrey O'Day. Let's pick, let's pick Aubrey O'Day. I'm like really reaching for the stars here. That's like this bitch coming out being like, you know what? I'm going to revive my music career that died 15 years ago. And I'm going to create a song about March 9th or whatever the day was in March when COVID came to our shores and destroyed our fucking lives to be eternalized for all of history. Like why? What, what could you possibly even say in a song about what happened on Wednesday? And Demi's a belter. You know, that bitch is a belter. So do I need to hear you scream about like what already is haunting my dreams? And we all look to music as movies too. I have to tell you, I watched, um, cause I needed to like get away from this stratosphere. I watched um, Midnight in Paris the other night and I know Woody Allen movie, sue me. Okay. It's a great ass movie. And it literally took me to another place. That is what music does. It takes us to another place. I have a whole workout playlist to take me 
out of the gutters of despair and think of a cheery, hopeful time. Now, when I am there on the Stairmaster, on my 100th floor, panting through my mask, sweating my weave out, do I need to hear this lady singing about what happened on Wednesday? We had some great art after the Great Depression. I am really hoping that artists will dive into the depths of their Disney souls and really like bring us to a better place with their art, their shows, TV, music, right? This is not it. This is not what we mean. And you would think that like, I don't know, part of me likes her for this because I'm like, maybe she's just like naive and is like still fighting the fight, like having her say on Twitter. But you guys have to remember, it wasn't that long ago when Twitter went the fuck after her because this poor girl, oh my God, she posted her the results. She did one of those like DNA tests, you know, to see your um, heritage. And she posted a breakdown being like, I'm mostly Spanish, but I'm a little bit of this, a Native American, I'm a little like British. And then in a separate post, she tweeted, and I'm 1% African with like an exclamation point. It's the science. It's the little kitschy swab. It's not her fault. Take it up with the lab. Take it up with the lab. But people went after her being like, why do we care? Appropriation of this, yada, yada, yada. And she tweeted, this is what I'm getting at. She tweeted at the time, like with a sad face being like, you guys are mean as fuck. Twitter sucks. Poor D. She's had it rough. She ha- she OD'd pretty bad. Almost pat- it was like touch and go there. Went to rehab and now she's back. <sighs> I just don't know, Dem, if Twitter is the route for you. <laughs> Lastly, on this candy land of dreams is Kamala. Kamala Harris and her team going fucking ham on their own woke creation and Bible Vogue magazine. You know what? Journalism is imploding on itself anyway. So we'll just let that be what it'll be. And I'll be watching with my popcorn, my merch, and my mug. Oh, and by the way, speaking of merch, here's a little tea, a little intermission. Show merch. It's in my Instagram bio. It's on Shopify. Get it while it's hot. I just put in like a couple new orders today represent we need to like stand up for what we believe one way or the other we can't get canceled for that don't forget so represent and also the barstool fund here for it small business will never ever be canceled bitch so hit them both up and represent okay back to the vogue savagery vogue can't even win though like they have done everything to like prop up biden and kamala and yet Kamala and her team ran these people over like they were driving Miss Frizzle's bus at 100 miles an hour through a no give a fucks land. She was featured on Vogue's cover and there were two separate covers and then obviously a story and like more photos inside. I think she looks gorgeous in the photos. I really think she looks stunning. So it features Kamala, who's the first woman of color vice president ever. The photographer was Tyler Mitchell. He's a young black photographer and he made history actually, I think as the first black photographer for Vogue um, when he shot Beyonce in 2018. The editor of the whole like spread and the author of the story was by a black woman. It seems to me like this was put together very, like they did not willy nilly this shit. Like they're not gonna use that creepy ass dude with the glasses who taped cape 
what's her face from the other women in a bikini doing the cat daddy. Like they're not going to use this dude. All right. They, he doesn't, he's not even on their radar right now. They did their due diligence. So in one cover, Kamala's wearing, you know how she wears those like pantsuits. So she's wearing like a, a powder blue pantsuit and there's a gold background. And then on the other cover, she's wearing another pant black suit. And the background is a is like pink and green as an ode to her sorority. And she's wearing Chuck Taylors, which she infamously wore, you know, leading up to the election. So the woke is pissed for two reasons. Number one, in the latter photo I mentioned with the Chuck Taylors, they think that Kamala looks whitewashed, which they think Vogue's purposefully did. Do you guys really think that Vogue who is celebrating this moment and have been like propping this woman up for months is purposefully like going to do this, you know? And I can't say as a black woman, how it would feel seeing that, if it would feel whitewash, if it would feel insulting or even the casual attire, like I can't say, I can't speak for you, of course. And then the other thing that people didn't like is that it was insulting because they thought it was like too casual. You know, her and the Chuck Taylors, like they should have, like, this is such a monumental moment. They should have showcased her in a position of power to like really get across the grit and the hard work it took, you know, it takes for a woman, especially a woman of color to get to that position. Vogue ended up, cause you know, Vogue, like they're fucking scrambling. I'm sorry, from their interns to the barista, to the printer, because they idolize and they worship Kamala Harris and everything she represents. So this is where it gets crazy. They put out a statement, utterly apologetic. It's like that moment, you know, when you're in middle school and your first boyfriend is trying to break up with you and you are so desperate at that point, you don't even know what the fuck you're saying. You don't care. You're like giving him locks of your hair and putting them in his locker. Okay, that's Vogue. Cause they're like, oh my God, we cannot do our idol like this. So they put out a, a statement basically saying that they were trying to make her look relatable and approachable and authentic, which they say is the staple of the Biden-Harris administration. And also, where the woke doesn't do its due diligence. I compared it to other magazine covers and photo shoots she done. Cause I was like, is it really that whitewash? Like, does she really look that much whiter? By the way, she's Jamaican and um, Indian. And the, it looks the same as like any other cover she's ever done. So I'm like, where were they then? I almost like feel bad for Vogue at this point. I'm like, oh my God, like you guys had all these magazine covers and this one, like the Holy Grail. One more time, I'm gonna say. I'm saying this because they don't think about what they're critiquing, I feel like. They look at one thing, hop on the bandwagon, and then Godspeed from there. They're highlighting the first woman of color vice president on, on, on their cover, right? Black photographer who's already made history, Black writer, editor. I can't help but ask, again, it's like, is nothing enough? So Kamala's team puts out a statement throwing these poor people under the bus. They're like, we are so disappointed. This is not what we agreed on. They said we were blindsided. I just like, I was like, oh, this is gut-wrenching for Vogue. <laughs> like after all that, after all of your pioneering for Kamala, for Joey boy, they're gonna do you like this in return. Once again, chess. Why do I feel like this is like a Nancy P situation when she got caught getting her hair done and said that the salon set her up? Like, guys, come on. That's not right. That's not nice to Vogue. That's not nice to them. And you know why? Kamala picked her wardrobe. She picked her wardrobe. Mm -hmm. So now they're going to turn around and be like, oh, and you guys, listen, like I have done photo shoots, video shoots, interviews with every celebrity almost that you can name. 
except for Tom Cruise. And that's because I was not about to get my ass pulled into Scientology. But let me tell you, these are tight ass ships. Like, I don't know what happened there, but let me tell you, like, even Aubrey O'Day wouldn't do a photo shoot without her PR team, interns or not, high school dropouts or not, taking a look at every photoshopped freckle on her face and approving it. Like there is such a system of approving things like that has to be vetted and go and approved and gone through. I have such a hard time believing that Kamala Harris, who's about to be like one of the most powerful people in the world, her team did not vet these photos and the spread before it happened. Now, I don't actually know. Could Vogue have gone rogue? Again, with the rhyming. I missed my calling. Did... Vogue just get double crossed by their own Lord of all Lords. And it goes back into the thing I've talked about before, like the Goldilocks. It's one of those things I've talked about where it's like, no one can do anything right. It's gotta be just right for the, for, for the mob. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like Kamala's signature thing was like the pantsuit, the Chuck Taylor, she picked out the wardrobe. You know, that's why I get so defensive even of Hollywood when people are ridiculing like this movie that movie it's like you know what it's easier said than done you get your fucking ass over to Paramount and make a movie start to finish and then we'll talk you know in that episode with Hilaria Baldwin I said that the woke isn't immune to the beast that it's created this is a perfect example of that You know, one time, I'll never forget this. I covered Teen Vogue does this convention every year. Actually, Hillary Clinton spoke at it. And I left the event so depressed because all I heard about the whole time were all of these like social justice causes and trans and LGBTQ and feminist equality, like all this stuff. When I was a teenager, I was worried about making out with my Justin Timberlake poster on my wall without damaging it. I mean, let them be teenagers. Ever since then, I'm like, I am judging you, Teen Vogue. Like, stop it. I'm not saying fill their heads with, like, fluff. Let them be kids. So it just goes to show you, like, this is not only Vogue, it's Teen Vogue. And even when you let Kamala Harris style her own shoot, Vogue will still bite you in the ass somehow. See? You never know where they're gonna go. And that is my takeaway for today. It's like trying to, because I know for me, and you probably got this in prior episodes, I would get so worked up being like, holy shit, how are you guys so upset by this? But you know what I realized? It's like, they're not going away. They're only getting stronger. So either we can let everything they do annoy the fuck out of us, or we can just laugh at it like the circus clowns they are. You know, all of these examples today between Kamala, between Demi, between Army, I honestly, at first reaction, I would think that all three, the woke would be like, bravo, you know, applauding and stoked and supporting them all. And they all went south. They all went haywire. But like, you never really know where the woke is gonna go. And you know what? In the meantime, we are here for the ride and we can just laugh at it and send vials of our own blood to Army Hammer to show him our love and affection.